This Quadcast podcast is brought to you by the book Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree. For too long, people of faith have focused more on pointing out where other religions get it wrong. But what if we decided to focus more on all the ways those other religions get it right? This path might end up leading us into deeper understanding, connection, friendship, and peace. This was the idea behind the book that Choir Publishing and Pathios decided to assemble, gathering voices from different religious backgrounds who have learned to listen to those outside their own faith traditions. We hope that the wisdom they share with us here allows you to become more open to the truth and beauty to be found outside your own faith community. Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree, from Choir Publishing and Pathios, available now on Amazon. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical. With your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Apostates Anonymous. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew J. DeStefano, the producer of Heretic Happy Hour, the author of The Wisdom of Hobbits, and I guess I can announce it. I'll announce it in a second. Let me introduce my co-host, Keith Giles. Actually, introduce yourself, the man who needs no introduction. Yes, but if I didn't, you wouldn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say it to say The man who deserves no introduction. Who deserves no introduction, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm Keith Giles. I'm the other uh, co-host the other of one. this podcast. And um, geez, I'm co-owner of Choir Publishing. I'm the author of the Jesus Unseries and the Sola Mysterium and Sola Deus, and editor of the recently released number one best-selling oh, yeah. monster book, um, Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree, co-published with Pathios, soon to yeah. be in your hands and on your bookshelf or on your on your bedside table any day now because everyone has one. What's wrong with you? Why don't you get one of those? You need it's one. my med, it's my medic theory in action. Um, That's right. No, it's 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 performing really well, and uh-huh. everyone seems to love it. And to see the authors excited about it, excited about it is really cool. And I think um, I think we I think we did one. I think we did a good job here, Keith. Yeah, man, I'm very proud of this book, and very Me proud too. of how it's performed. Um, we've done a bunch of um, podcast interviews with several of the. Uh, uh, contributors together. And what's funny is like, other than reading their chapters, a lot of these people, I didn't know them. So actually some, for some of them, like when I jump on the zoom call with them and we do an, a, a, like an interview, a podcast interview about the book, some of these people I'm meeting them for the first time and hearing their story for the first time. Um, and it's really cool. Like there's some really amazing people. So, uh, it's great. I'm just very, very, very happy about the book. My parents are in town and I showed them the copy and my mom said, they said it's very nice looking as all of our covers are. So shout out to Ralph. Yep. And then she says what she always says. It's not hard to read like from the blood of Abel, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is measured by that standard. I was like, mom, I didn't write that book for you. Right. I didn't want to say anything mean, but sometimes it's like, I know. Okay. Well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, I said, well, it's a bunch of different authors. So each person's going to have their own unique voice. Yep. And it's a lovely book. It it's really doing, is. Doing smashingly. Yep. It really yeah. is. Number one in multiple categories. Yeah. Um, so 
What I saw it was hope? number two. It was number two behind the New King James Version of the Bible. And then number three <laughs> was the New King James Version of the Bible. I thought that was really funny. Wow. Yeah, you know. Wedged in there. When your competition is the Word of God. The Word I of mean, God. We're up there with the Word of God. That's really great. In in sales ranking and in um, profundity of the text. Yes. It may be the new canon for many people. Who knows? New canon. Well. I guess, well, I'll say this, the, the writers of the Bible didn't know they were writing the canon. That's so. right. So we didn't know it either. So exactly. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, I'm going to link in the show notes for those of you who haven't picked it up for, if you have picked it up when you are done reading it and we know you're going to breeze right through it because it's that good, leave a review on Amazon. Would please. you, please, would you please. please, here's how it works at 50 reviews, Amazon starts recommending it to other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those sort of things because you bought this or so yeah. customers also bought if you get 50 reviews, they're going to put that book on those lists. So we have two reviews. So we got 48 more to go. If you don't do that, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? I know. Help exactly. Out. Help us out. Now. Exactly. Please, please help us. We'd appreciate so that's, that. So that's the exciting news. And um, before we get into today's topic, uh, today's just going to be lighthearted and we'll get to yeah. that in a second. Yes. But we have something of depth, something of value, something Ooh. to sell you. <laughs> Uh, we had some shit to sell you, so pay attention. Our sponsors, our, our, our sponsors, which everybody says is their favorite part of the show. So, here so it we comes. should probably do them at the end so everyone listens. We probably to the should. Show. People would listen, yeah. Hi, friends. This here's Bartholomew P. Cuggins, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Frog Jump, Kentucky. And I want to talk to you about how to protect your children's from the evils of deconstruction. Thanks to our team of top scientific researchers, the good folks at Pure Religion Laboratories has isolated the gene that leads to questioning the authority of Scripture. And for just $49.99, you can order our special topical ointment made from the hooves of red heifer cows born and raised in the Holy Land and the pure mountain spring waters of West Virginia. Just a few squirts of our patented anti-deconstruction cream applied liberally to your child's ears and mouth will ensure that they never doubt the Word of God or question the authority of the King James Bible ever again. To order your anti-deconstruction cream today, go to www.sitdownandshutup.com and we'll send you a free pair of anti-heresy earplugs to keep your children safe from the dangerous sounds of logic and reason that threaten to steal your children away into the evil clutches of progressive Christianity. Get your anti-deconstruction cream today and protect your children from the evils of deconstruction before it's too late! Is that a juice harp in the background? (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't. There's certain words that squirt is one of them. (laughs) I I I carefully chose that word squirt. I I thought squirt was perfect. Moist and squirt. We just lost all of our all of our women (laughs) listeners. Just like nope, done with these two idiots. Just a squirt. Oh, moist goodness. Oh, yes. Lord have mercy. There you go. Haven't we heard from Frog Jump before? Is it the same pastor? Is you know what's funny about the reason I, something else? I think I did use Frog Jump once before. The reason uh, that I did Frog Jump is because that's a real place, by the way. Uh, sure well, not Frog Jump, Kentucky, Frog Jump, Tennessee. Um, my mother used to live in Frog Jump. And okay. it's a very tiny town, as you would imagine, in Tennessee. And actually, but she lived in Frog Jump, but they moved there. But where she was originally born was Stogham Bottom, Tennessee. Stogham okay. 
bottom. And that may, bottom. we may have to use that one coming up pretty soon. You go, you go catfish noodling down there? Go, yeah, snap hunting. Snot hunting? Yeah, go snap hunting. All right, well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about I don't know anything about the South. Actually, I do I do know some things. I had some research for a book project that's coming down the pike mm. long in the future. Okay. I can't say anything about it except oh, I, I, I I I make up southern phrases. Oh, I see. <laughs> but they sound real and they they're sound, hilarious. That's they make great. me laugh. I've never <laughs> laughed as hard as I am laughing when I write this book. It's so stupid. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's yeah. how you so know. So what do you have for us today? We have um, yeah, I gotta look. I, I, less prepared show than normal. People, people depend, on our listeners, our faithful listeners, they depend on Apostates Anonymous uh, podcast to deliver the hard-hitting issues that everybody's talking about. It's on everybody's mind, and, and we can anticipate that. We know what they're thinking. We know what they want to hear. And so far, we've had a great track record, right? We've, talk, we've done uh, episodes about uh, artificial intelligence. You know, we've talked about uh, things going on and, and, you know, what's going on, current events, right? And, and I so I- we do a pretty decent job, right? Yeah, I think we do pretty good. So, so for this episode, I want to talk about something that I know everyone, it's on everybody's mind right now. Um, and that is the, the really, the, I don't know how to say it, just how horrible it is and, and, and the big um, crisis that's going on today with modern country music. It's really a shell of what it was, what it once was. And um, I, I think it's really important that. that we talk about that because, you know, I know everyone wants to know about it. I went on Reddit. I was looking at all the, all the comments on Reddit about all these people talking about country music and how it's just not, it's a shell of what it used to be. It's form, you know, it's not like it was with Jack, Johnny Cash or uh, Waylon Jennings, even Willie Nelson. He's still around, but you know what I mean? They don't play him anymore. And these, these modern kind of country music stars, they're just not, uh, it's just not the way it used to be. It's really sad. So what do you think? What do you think about that? This is not the topic that we discussed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The modern Okay, so modern country music. Yes, <laughs> I will say that <laughs> modern, like, what is it? The um, Like stadium rock country music? Yeah. That kind yeah. of stuff? It's pop. It's just pop music with a fiddle, right? You know what I've always said? The reason, there's one big reason I can't stand that, that kind of country music. It's worship music with yes. a country twang. That's right. It's the, same it is. Exact, it's the same exact music. That's right. And yeah, yeah I can't deal with it. Um, but that's but not I, actually our, our topic today. So I'm just, I'm just no, teasing you guys. Yeah, I was so it. lost. For, I was like, what the, did I smoke too much weed? And like, <laughs> is this the Keith Giles that I normally podcast with? What, what is, is going on? What show happening? is this? What are we doing? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Actually, but it is but a little bit lighthearted. But we, what we thought we would do, because again, typically, as as usual, um, 10 minutes before we hit record, we were like, what should we talk about? And we had a couple of topics, but it just didn't feel right. So um, I thought, you know what? I think what we should do is turn the attention on our faithful listeners. Um, so if you go to the Apple podcast for Apostates Anonymous, um, there are, I think, 50 something reviews, 59. That's way, that's way too lo- too low. Folks, I know, I know how many yeah. people listen to this show, and most of you aren't leaving reviews. Yeah, we have more than fifty nine listeners. That's exactly right. <laughs> Way more. But it's like double that. No, I'm just kidding. But we thought you know we'll just read some of the comments, respond, um, and hopefully what it does is give you guys a chance to realize that we do read these. And if you want to, you know, if you want to show up on one of these upcoming episodes, leave us a really great rating and review. 
And who knows, maybe we'll do another episode down the road where we talk about your comic. So we're just going to try it. We're going to see what happens. Let's do it. Yeah. See our pants. You want to go? Uh, I'm just going to go down the list here. One by one, just go down the list. Why not? Okay. Um, Shivan Bear? Shivan Bear? Shivan Bear. Shivan Bear. Okay. Five stars. Thank you, sir. Or madam. Madam. I'm not sure what this is. Uh, Thank you, person, uh, listener. Says, fun to listen to. Fellow human. Fellow, yes, human being. Uh, says, fun to listen to. I left Christianity many years ago, but I still find value in listening to people deconstructing their own faith. I am still mystified by those who see all the flaws in biblical literalism, understand that the Bible is not inerrant, see all the evils in the various human churches, and yet still cling to the idea that Jesus had something unique and important to say. This podcast is a case in point. It is fun to listen to. Hosts cheerfully embrace the idea of being apostates critique modern Christianity, and yet haven't quite taken the final step of rejecting Jesus as something unique. I try to remain uh, maintain an open mind in case I miss something in my uh, deconversion, but I haven't found anything compelling yet. This podcast provides food for thought, and we agree more than we disagree. But I suspect in the end, they will conclude Jesus is just another guy who impacted a lot of lives without actually being divine in any sense of the word. Well worth listening to, if you are tired of fundamentalist Christianity. There you go. All right. Well, my first reaction to that is uh, it seems like maybe they suspect us to go into the slippery slope. Of course. uh, Which, of course, is true. Um, Of course it is. (laughs) I mean, there's some truth to that. No, I'll say that Jesus wasn't just a guy because I think we're all divine. That's right. um, I think Jesus just realized who he was. I sound like Jamal right now. Um, he used to always say that, and yes. then you and then you read the Bible, and you're like, "Oh shit!" I think he was saying that. I think he was saying. He does. That. He was saying like so. When we look at the Bible, we're like, "Oh, see, Jesus claims to be God all the time." Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does, and then he tells us all we're just like him. That's so, right. So something's going on there. Something. Yeah. Do the math, people. That's right. Do the math. Yeah. The, the big epiphany for me was um, there's a passage in John where um, Jesus says something like. He's telling his disciples and he says, you know, in that day, you will realize. So it's, he's kind of priming it like, listen, I know you don't get it now, right? But one day you're going to get it. One day you're going to get this, okay? But I just want to plant the seed, right? He says, in, in that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. And again, what we've done is taken that and made it only about Jesus, right? But, but what if it wasn't about Jesus only? What if what he was saying was, guys... I just had the most crazy epiphany. I just realized that I'm in God and that you guys are in me and I'm in you. And I, I think that was what he was saying. Um, I think we should all have that same kind of epiphany. Any of us could, could suddenly stop and realize like, oh my gosh, I'm in God and you're in me and I'm in you. Like we're all connected. Um, so yeah, in that sense, yeah, I don't think Jesus was uniquely God or divine. Um, like I used to, my evangelical background. But I, I think what he was trying to point us to was everyone's uh, shared divinity. What if Jesus said, "I" instead of I am in you, he said, I want to, I can't even say it, I want to be in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that's a whole nother episode. Because <laughs> I mean, there's the thing, like the, the humanity of Jesus. Um, yeah, we just don't live. We, we, evangelical Christians, you know, it's we're not comfortable at all with Jesus 
really being human. Like that he didn't fart. He didn't, you know, burp. He didn't, he didn't, he, he didn't masturbate. He didn't, ever. uh, Never looked at a girl and said, whoa, hey, she's pretty cute. It's, it's always know? weird. Like, who cares? What, let me say, oh, Jesus has to be God. Why? What right. does that even mean? Like, think about it. What does that even mean? Like, well, what's this God like? Right. I mean, that's isn't that more important? Like, you just told you, have, Jesus has to be God. Okay. Yeah. Why is that so important? I don't know. Well, I mean, again, it's it's kind of getting it backwards, though, too. Like, it's it's that reverse thinking. Like, instead, it's like, well, no, Jesus said it. If you, if you want to know what God is like look at me. And so again, it's, it's something really simple, humble, loving, patient, kind, giving, compassionate. Like that's what God is like. So when you say Jesus is God and Jesus says, well, if, let me show you what God is like. And what he shows us is that it doesn't show us somebody who's, um, you know, too holy to be around people, you know, who are sinners or, uh, or angry God can't or judgmental. Look upon sin. Yeah, it's, uh, exactly. So, um, if we could be God like that, it, that seems a lot more doable. Like, yeah, I don't have to be perfect. That's not. That's not the point. See, that, I think that's what people assume. That what what they mean when they say that oh Jesus was God, it was he was perfect. And no I way. think that's you're missing the point. That's not. That's not at all what it's supposed to be about. Even that raises the question. Yeah. Perfect in what way? Like yeah. the way they describe God is not what I'd call perfect. Dude's an asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go on to the next one. I'll read this one. It's short and sweet. Zachariliac. What a name. Five star. That's a good one. Five stars. Interesting conversations, relevant topics with insightful commentary. Boom. I like that. Boom. Perfect review. In and out, short and sweet. And very yeah, I'll read true. It. I'll, read, I'll read the next one since it's uh, since that one was so short. We've got religion plus crime equals 666. Question mark. It's uh, a weird name. Um, all these are recent. They the are. Way. So, so, good for you people. Hey, the last time I said, if you reach out to me, I'll give you a free ebook. So, all you new listeners, you were listening. These are all recent. So, thank you for listening. But they haven't reached out. Yeah. You, know. you got to reach out and I'll give you, they just don't want the free ebook. They're like, I don't they want it. They don't care. Yeah. Fun, fair, flippant, and serious. Yeah, I like that. As an expat of religious religion, I highly recommend this podcast. These guys manage to make serious and silly and add some sardonic spice. Sardonic Ooh, spice. Like sardonic she spice. was one of the uh one of the alternate spice girls, I think. Sardonic, sardonic She's the spice. Cynical, the most cynical one. <laughs> cynical one. <laughs> That's why they don't put her on stage very often. She's just she's a downer. She's totally yeah. <laughs> totally down. Well, thank you. Yes, yeah, sometimes we are cynical and you know. Yeah, I think I think this is um, I think podcasts like these are good because like we so much of theology, so much of theology is very serious work and like yeah. blah, dry and boring. Mm -hmm. And uh, we should have a little fun when we're talking about this, not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. And it's funny. It's kind of cool, though. Right. I mean, I think we hit on this when we started Heretic Happy Hour. Right. I mean, if you think back. Right. We started off. We did that. They did that. We did that one kind of like three part podcast on penal substitution with me and you and Jamal. Right. That's how we got started. I think I should go back and listen to it, but I, I don't think that was very funny. I think we were being very serious most of the time. Um, but for some reason, I wasn't, we started, I wasn't dropping fuck here and fuck there. No, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. But when we started yeah. here to Happy Hour, the podcast, um, yeah. you know, we maybe it was because like uh, Ralph had all the little sound effects, you know, and it, it, was, it felt like we were, honestly, it felt like we were doing like a morning radio show, right? 
That's what it felt like. like to me. It was a little shock jockey, right? Exactly. Yeah. It was kind of shock jockey. Yeah. It had little sound effects. We had sound bites like boing boing. boing. Yeah, we still got that one. Yeah. We still we still got that. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. So I think I don't I'm wondering, seeing I'm trying to remember. I think it was as I remember it, I don't think it was a conscious decision. I don't think we ever sat around and said, okay, guys, whatever we do, these shows have to be really funny. I think it just no. happened. We just started doing it, and that was the vibe, and we just decided this was this worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, unless yeah. you remember differently. That's what I remember. No, I remember that. I mean, our pal Pal says it best. He calls us a bunch of frat boys. That's right. Yeah. That's, but, I mean, in... No, I mean, we, were, we weren't that, but it was just kind of silly and, yeah, like morning yeah. radio dudes. But, but, but the, at the same the time, is, yeah, yeah, we're talking about, we are, we do, we've always talked about serious topics, right? Um, yeah. And, questions. and and it's funny because Heretic Happy Hour has morphed into, we're still silly and serious at the same time, but the, the tone of the humor has changed because there's different yes. people involved, different dynamic, different yes. genders. Yep. Um, but we've managed, I think, to keep the lightheartedness and poking yeah. fun at each other and things like that. Yeah, yeah. That's true. All right. Anyway, on to the next uh, one. Here we go. Another one, five stars. Thank you very much. This is Ray. I can't even, this is not even a word. Ray CH3 Nix. Rach Nix? Rach Thrinix? Anyway, always worth a listen. I listen to quite a few ex-evangelical shows, and this is a favorite. I like the casualness. Well, there you go. Uh, you, you came to the right place. I like the casualness <laughs> and sincerity of the hosts in their opinions of spirituality. The fake ads alone are worth the listen. That's right. Well, you just come on down to Frog Jump and <laughs> come on down here. Um, yeah, Cuggins, and I'm here to tell you. <laughs> the fake ads are pretty funny. I will. They're a lot of fun. I think that's my favorite. That is my favorite part. I, I, that that was something we kind of hit on too. Like you, when we relaunched it. Right, because initially you did this by yourself and interviewed people and stuff. Yeah. Then you put it down for a little bit. Then you invited me to come back. Uh, not come back, but to join you on it. And join then me. join almost, me in the dark side. Yes, come come with me to the dark side. And we, yeah, I think we just thought, hey, it would be funny if we just made up fake sponsors. And then yeah, the rest is history. So yeah, the thank you. I'm glad you appreciate the fake ads. Yeah. Um, Miss Tree. Miss Tree. Thought-provoking and fun. I appreciate the honesty and sincerity. I learn something every episode. Well, except for maybe this one. Uh, <laughs> this is the one's exception. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You haven't learned anything this, on this one. It's going to go from five stars to four. <laughs> I love Keith and Matthew's relationship. I'd love a regular episode of all the accumulated sponsor ads. It's my favorite part. Um, Yeah, you know, I, I can put one of those together when... Maybe I'm out of town and Keith's out of town. We should do a safety one. Yeah, make a safety one like that. So if something ever comes up and we can't record, you just run that. And that'll be your most popular episode ever. Uh, There's a chance I have to have knee surgery. It's my knee's feeling better, so I'm hoping not. But um, if I have to have knee surgery, maybe maybe during that time. If you hear just sponsor ads, you know I went under the knife. There you go. Yeah, or someone died. Yeah, but hopefully not. Don't say that. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I hope not, dude. And I do hope it gets better. just, I don't know. But did they, 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 did they give you an MRI yet? As of now, no, because the insurance company has not mm-hmm. authorized it yet. So until they do the so, MRI, they don't really know for sure it's actually torn. Well, they, they, yeah, the doctor's convinced it's torn. It just depends where. 
Okay. So with the way the meniscus works, I guess. I don't Yikes. Know. So yeah, we'll see. Painful stuff. I'm hoping because the last couple of days it feels better that, uh, not better, but like somewhat better. Right. I hope so. That man. I won't. I hope so. Yeah. But. All right. Uh, continuing on. Jester, Jester. Love the show. Jester, Jester. Jester, Jester. Give me the news. I got a bad mm, case. Mm. Okay. Uh, when you've left organized religion, you need a place to find common ground. This is the place for me. That's right, Jester. It's just for you. We're doing it just for you, man. Just for you. No, we're doing it for all the misfits out there. Yes, the we misfits are. and the, um, the island of misfit toys is what we are. Yeah. Dina MB, thank you for that. By the way, these are all five stars. This is fantastic. It is um, amazing. Yeah. I haven't I haven't looked at these. There's a couple of two stars coming up though. <laughs> oh, good. I see it down there at the bottom. Yes. Oh, I'm excited. Um, Dina MB07, love the show. There is huge need for this show in our culture today. We'll spread the word. Thank you for that review. Thank you for doing your part and putting that review in there. And uh, yeah, tell your friends about this show. Yeah, please. Everyone do. who's listening, this, this and, show uh, is shows like this are needed in this culture, man. That's right. And if you send them an, a, an episode to listen to, uh, don't send them this one. But send him another one. That's send him a good one. <laughs> like an actual, you know, topic, you know. Um, so Screaming Mimi, Screaming Mimi says, love these guys. Five stars, by the way. Thank you, Mimi. Love these guys. So often they are saying out loud what I am thinking. I am so happy to have people in a public forum asking evangelicals to wake up. Well, see, we take the risk so you don't have to. We, we lose our... Um... You know, our families and our church. So you don't mm -hmm. have to. That's kidding. right. And you know, there are so many evangelicals who listen to this podcast. Uh, we I are reaching the evangelical dem demographic. Um, I'm, you know, probably mostly for well, the ads because they don't know that they're not real. <laughs> well, I'm sure that they actually tried to try to find the, at least the Calvinists listening were like, man, I, you guys lost me at that beard oil. I thought that was a real thing and I got excited. I know. I got all excited. I tried to find them online. I couldn't get the deal. And then I realized these guys are liars. Yeah, they're, yeah this is not real. Dude, there's a guy out, out in front of my street, like just rollerblading like a boss out there, and it's awesome. <laughs> he's got light up rollerblades too. Oh, oh awesome! Wow. Is he fantastic. like an old guy? No, he's young. Oh, cool! Really? So there's where you, in your town, young kids still rollerblade. Well, is it no, like this, 1989 this, out there? This, I this is weird. So this is different. Oh uh, yeah, um, not not something regular, but okay. Uh, um, yeah, I hope there's some evangelicals listening. They, they you know, evangelicals. Uh, you know, you talk about, and we shit on them a lot, but <laughs> we do. They, <laughs> I apologize. We really do. Uh, yeah, I mean, but look, <laughs> we used to be, I used to be one. That's the deal. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know what I mean? That's but the deal. they always talk about how like liberals are all weak and soft and limp wristed and snowflakey. Man, I never got so much pushback on everything that I believed than as much as like just cussing, just, right. just language. Like they are so. Come on, y'all. You can't handle a, a spicy fuck from now on for once in a while. <laughs> right. It's a generational uh, thing, I think. Because uh, yeah. my mom my mom really doesn't like... I don't know. Some old people, they cuss up a storm, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Or maybe it's where you're from. I don't know. Or how you're raised or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I've never understood why it's a big deal. It's just a word. It's just a word, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, another five star. Banjo Moonshine. I like that. That sounds like Love one of our sponsors. <laughs> it's one of our, it's a next sponsor. Banjo Moonshine. Come on, get Let's some see. Banjo Moonshine. These guys will make you laugh and ponder some of life's biggest questions all at the same time. The hosts both are so smart and down to earth. 
especially Matt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wait, I didn't it see feels that. like having a chat with some dear old friends in every episode is so amazing. I can't get enough. Wow. Thank you. It's addictive. Okay, here's the two-star review. Oh, well, the next, I'm sorry, Banjo Moonshine, but the next reviewer is going to disagree <laughs> this with you. Person, uh, this person doesn't, is not a huge fan, or they just couldn't click that fifth star. I will give them, they, they no, this next person at least gave two stars, so that's, okay, there's nuance. It's two? That that's right. They could have just said one. That's true. Or they half. One. They'll let you give a half. Well, you I don't can't, know. I can't do a half. Okay, Canterbury Girl says, couldn't get through one episode. Damn. Sympathize with the loss of a life of faith, but couldn't bear the constant lack of self-awareness on display. More study may be needed on the history of non-belief. Get that you are still into Jesus, but do a little more reflection on how that story has man- maintained itself through the past centuries. Jesus can be questioned and found wanting. So this person oh. is pissed off because we're not we're not heretical <laughs> and apostate enough. How enlightened. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know who Canterbury girl girl is. Girl. Um, but if 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 they are or she is a uh, one of those atheists, those annoying ones. Who, That's like, what I would to, guess. You have, you have to be the kind of atheist I am. Then it's yes. like, uh, yeah, I don't you're not as enlightened as you think you are. So, yeah. of course, Jesus can be questioned. Of course, I think. We've did said we it on the show that a minute ago. I thought we just did that. We just we've done it on the show where, yeah, I think Jesus was way in the wrong when he called that girl a dog. Yeah. And she was like, well, even dogs get the scraps. And I imagine his disciples were like, oh, shit, Jesus. Ooh, snap. Dude, she got you. Um, <laughs> of course, like, you know, I get that you're still a little reflection on how that story has maintained itself through the past centuries. Yeah, it's been manipulated, right. especially by political elite powers powers that be the principalities and powers which does include the church and the state mm-hmm. and it's been used to kill and and destroy so when, when have we not said that so i, I know i was I gonna say I, get, I i i'm cool with negative reviews but i don't get like how yeah, you i agree at least at least get at least get the content at least understand why you're giving us a negative review because i i agree with all those things no i see i i feel like like all of my books um, are very critical of all of those things about organized religion and the way that organized religion has lied to us, manipulated us, changed the Bible for certain agendas to uh, downgrade women and minorities and people of color and uh, the LGBTQ community. And so uh, we've I've done we've done podcasts endlessly on that. Um, I've written books and blog tons of blog posts on that. I have been super super critical of the history of Christianity. Um, so my guess is, I think you're right. Uh, my guess would be that Canterbury girl is probably one of these, uh, atheists. And I, I personally think it's not, I think the complaint is probably not so much that we're not talking about that because it, we are talking about that. It's that we don't come to the same conclusions that they do because of that. Yeah, that's weird. Like a previous comment said, you know, like how you can still somehow, um, hold on to the idea that Jesus has something worthwhile to say, even while you're admitting and, you know, all, all the flaws and failures of organized religion. But yeah, that's the tension, right? It's like, I can see both. I can see that, yes, uh, Jesus was co-opted and became the poster boy and the mascot for something totally different than anything he would have ever approved of. And, and, and say, yeah, that's exactly the truth. That's right. Or even the same time, like, 
Sorry, sorry. I was just saying, there's something, there is something that Jesus, if you just go to what he said and what the way he lived his life, that's valuable. There is something good there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And none, and, and neither of us are saying that he's, that he was perfect in the way we think of perfect, like, like sanitary or something like that. Like, like he wasn't a bit of an asshole sometimes. I'm pretty sure he would have been. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he mouthed off to his mom. I'm sure. He so he had a bad day once in a while. Had, yeah, and, and we've said it like, what if Jesus didn't die in his thirties and lived to be eighty like the Buddha? Would mm-hmm. he have learned something? Would he have grown? Would he become more mature? I'd say yes to all those things, which yes. means he wasn't fully, he wasn't fully who he would have become. So right. that does that that means he's quote unquote in quote unquote imperfect in a sort of way if you want to have this weird definition of perfection. So we say yeah. all those things. So uh, weird review. Thank you for not giving one star, I guess. But um, thank you. At least he gave us that extra star. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Uh, the next one is five stars. So we're going to bump the score back up. Yep. Uh, Socking Swede. Someone from Sweden, maybe? I know we're worldwide. We are Great worldwide. podcast. Keith and Matthew make a great team. Aw. Oh. I highly recommend this podcast for free-thinking, open-minded folks who are ready to see God from a new perspective and shed their addiction to certainty. Indeed. I'm certain that you're going to love this show. I am. That's the only thing I'm certain of. <laughs> uh, Phoebe. P-H-O-O-B-I-E. Phoebe. Uh, this is like from a year ago. Uh Fubi says, I'm going to assume this is a woman, but maybe I shouldn't assume. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Anyway, this person says, there's nothing stranger than truth. Matt's comment summed up the problem. A loose quote. Reality, like suave. Is that the guy? That's that worship leader guy, Uh, right? Brian. uh, Brian. Brian, I think it's suave, right? But we call him suave. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Reality is so strange that irony is hard to pull off. Yeah, that's because we were we were critiquing yeah. that guy's Twitter feed, and we were like, "It, it sounds uh, like something we would make up, but but it actually was real." Dude, and and this is yo, this is nine twenty twenty two, and we're at nine twenty seven twenty three recording this. Yeah, and, and shit has only gotten stranger, dude. Way stranger. Way yeah. stranger. Like I gave up. I was like, "Up oh, enough satire." I put it in a free ebook. I gave it away because um, <laughs> I was like, "I can't write satire anymore. I just can't." You can't make up anything that's better than the real yep. stuff that's going on. Right. Like if you're like, hey, this congresswoman was um, in, in you know, one of those cocktail dresses getting getting her boobs filled up while vaping in front of a pregnant woman, got kicked out and then somehow like blamed it on the Democrat who she was dating on a first date after. I mean, like. No, that's a girl at the strip club. That's not the Congress person. That's right. <laughs> like, no, this yeah. shit's wild. Yeah. It's gotten too wild out there. Yeah, it is, tr- it is true. So yeah, there's nothing stranger than the truth. And it does make it difficult to come up with things that are funny. And like, you know, I've said this many times, you know, if pe- people love our silly ads, but I'd say more than half of the silly ads that I, I have come up with are based on real things that I have actually seen. And so it sounds funny, like, oh, this is hilarious. Where do they come up with this? I'm just basing it on the actual banner ad or an actual website or an actual product that really does exist. Like I did the Satan detector one time. That was early on. Yeah. We did the Satan yeah. detector one. And that was verbatim taken from an actual ad that I saw about a Satan detector for your home. And then the one that even the Theo Beards one was based on an actual it was an actual beard ad for a Christian beard company for men. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Why is, 
why is there a Christian beard company? That just doesn't make any sense to me. So you can't make this stuff that up. anointing oil on there. That's why. yes, the anointing oil exactly. I think right. my ad's better. My product, my my fictitious product, would be better than the made up one. But I mean, the real one. We, but we just got to make a product. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I just had a, a thought pop in my head about the secret ingredient being something from Ezekiel twenty three twenty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, look up the verse. Oh, look it up. Um, yeah. I don't want to be crass. Uh. Five stars says Ja9223. Peace, heart emoji. Love you guys so much. High five, peace, heart emoji. One of my favorite books is not one of ours. Mary Magdalene Revealed, <laughs> The First Apostle, Her Feminist Gospel, and Christianity We Haven't Tried Yet. What a And title. the Christianity We Haven't Tried that Yet. That is a long okay. time. I like that. I like that. Is it as good as um, uh, Dan Vinci Brown? Go- I'm sure it's not. <laughs> Phenomenal book and goes along well with y'all's response to Brian Swa. Again, that man, Brian Swa. We might have to revisit his, uh, I guess they're not Twitters anymore, but they're X's. X yeah. I refuse uh, to call it X until they change I, I the website it, from Twitter.com. If I go to Twitter.com. Call, it's still, yeah. It's still Twitter. I call it the artist formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'd have to re-listen to that Brian Sov episode. I guess uh, we went in pretty hard on that guy. Must have been. Must have. Must have been. Uh, we hit a nerve there. Uh, yeah. So this is VTO Nurse, five stars. Shout out uh, to the nurses. Yeah. Awesome. Double exclamation point. My new pastors. No, nah, let me stop you there. Yeah, I'm not your pastor. No, I'm, I'm not, not your pastor. pastor. Please. <laughs> I'm no one's pastor. Even when I had Hell a house no. church, I refused to let people call me pastor. No one calls mm-hmm. me pastor. No, you can call me. You, uh, you can call me bishop, or deacon. Yeah. So as a joke, people call me church daddy. Ooh, zaddy. <laughs> now you're the, zaddy. Yeah, it was it was a little nickname, church daddy. Okay, um, onto the onto the review. Anyway, VTO uh, nurse, awesome. My new pastors, thoughtful, informative. They help you to capital all caps think and consider. Keep up the good fight, like six exclamation points. Wow. So excited. Thank you, VTO nurse. Hey, it's a a year later, a year and something later, and we are keeping up the good fight. So we are. And thank you for those who uh, help support us by sharing, telling your friends, by supporting us on Patreon. Yeah. Um, Mine over Keith's, hopefully. Um, (laughs) My pit, another five stars, my pick org. Repent. Well, normally when it starts out with repent, it's going to get nasty. These guys are the real deal. Yeah. So change your mind about you, what you think about us and give us a chance. That's right. Give us Mention a chance, Noya. please. Mention Noya, everybody. Come on. Change the way you think about the Apostates Anonymous, Cadbury Girl. What was her name? Canterbury Girl? Canterbury Girl. Yep. Um, Brian M. Hager. Now, this is oh, funny because I, I, yeah, I know a guy know Brian. Named, named Brian, a real guy in real life with that name. Oh. And if he if it's really him and he and he's the one I know leaving this five star review, uh, he has had a massive change of heart. So God bless you, my friend. Yeah, maybe it's a different one. I don't know. I think it's a different one because I'm Facebook friends with someone named Brian yeah. Hanger. Okay, maybe it is. It's probably your. Maybe friend. it's the same one, and they this is the yeah. That'd be hilarious. And who knows? Anyway, uh, anyway, the second coming. These two guys discuss real spirituality with honesty and humor. But do we though? Yeah. I'm not sure. Do we really discuss real spirituality? Real spirituality? Is that what we I discuss? Think so. I, I think real so. spirituality is dirty and earthy. I think so. Yeah, I guess that's right. And, I, and I'm dirty and earthy. I um, You have the second cup with Keith. I should have the second coming with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then you're, you're oh, 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 oh. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt. <laughs> that was just the second coming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was the second one. I don't know one. if will host that. <laughs> and, then, and, then, uh, and then you should come on and be like really relaxed. Oh, hey, everybody. It's good, it's my good best to be here. NPR voice. That's so nice yeah, to be here. Your NPR voice, yeah. Um, the second coming. Okay, we've got MT. I think that's Matthew. Six, Matthew yeah, dot six twenty four. What is that? What's Matthew six twenty four? I'll look that up while you read know. that. Look it up while I read it because this is only three stars. So oh, bastard! But then the the title is "What's Not to Love." Apparently, two stars <laughs> worth of something. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Uh, it's nice to hear people talking less about following the Bible and more about the things Jesus actually taught. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we're doing okay. that. I can't say I wouldn't be curious to hear you guys discuss Jesus' teachings such as Matthew 6.24 and Luke 12.33 and 14.33, since these kinds of statements are so often avoided within Christianity, dot, dot, dot. Yo, hi, that's that's not a review. That's Why'd you give us three stars on that? That's not... Come on, Matthew. You're upset because we didn't talk about something? That, that's a All suggestion. Right, well, you can call into the show, 240-343-7379. That, did you know that what happens when you call that now? It, it's disconnected. The <laughs> Let's keep giving it out. Oh, you know what would be hilarious? <laughs> hey, we yeah. Give him Jamal's cell phone number. <laughs> I can't do that. That's fucked up. One time, my, uh, um, my, my, I got a phone call. My brother-in-law apparently gave my number to a gas station that was be being built. And I get this call. Hey, I just want to let you know um, when the pumps will be ready. And I was like... <laughs> What the fuck is this? The pumps. Finally figured it out. I was like, you son of a bitch. That's hilarious. Um, okay, so this isn't really a review, but do you have those Bible verses pulled you up? Like and that? hey, so if you're listening to this still and you left that review, now that we answer it, you got to go switch it to five stars, not three. Come right. On. Okay. So Matthew 624 is... Well, hold on. My computer's freezing up here. What's going on? Come on. You can do it. Old really? Giles computer. Old Do you Giles want me to computer. pull it up? Well, I got to produce and it might it post. might work. It's trying to work. Here it is. Okay. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For your where your treasure is, that your heart will be also. Well, see, here's the thing: we don't look. We don't do Bible study, Bible commentary things on this show. Have we ever? taken a Bible passage and like done an exegesis of it. Yeah, we're going to right now. The lamp is the body. Lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. For either he'll hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. And then the Luke 12, 33 is, Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags, which do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens, which does not fail. Where no thief approaches or moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's just the other version of that same verse. Um, so I guess he wants us to talk about what we think about those verses where Jesus says. What? Sell all your possessions? Uh, I guess lay up treasures in heaven and um, I guess sell your possessions, right? Because that's. Yeah. That's Luke. 1233. So Sell your you have and give alms, provide money bags, which is not grow old. Treasure in heavens, there's no fail. Yeah. Okay. Let me bring up the NRSV. Sell your possessions and give all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've made the case. Well, I haven't made the case. I I should maybe, maybe eventually try to make the case that if we 
had to define Jesus's economic policy and political ideas, it would be voluntary communism. Yes. And, and I'm, yeah, I, I mean, he, I, from what I understand, the early church, the earliest church, yeah, truly was voluntarist communist. Like That's they right. voluntarily entered into a communal communist uh, situation. So yes. I, I think there's some, <laughs> there's some literalness, I think, to, to that. Like, no, literally, like, sell all your shit. Like, I, I think they were, they were, this was a, like a revolution. Yeah. Um, it really was. Yeah. In fact, I'm looking this up because, yeah, I agree with you. I think Jesus had these radical teachings, right? Like sell all you have and give to the poor. Um, and he did say that. Um, I mean, that it's in a certain context. I mean, you can't say like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit there and say, to like, oh, my neighbors across the street who just had a baby. Oh, you need to sell all your shit and right. to become a Christian. And I mean, like, like these are, I don't, I don't know. These are teachings. Who are these being taught to? Like, who right. is this being taught? I'm not saying it doesn't apply, but it probably doesn't apply in every place and every. I mean, a, a certain there's a certain like uh, allegorical truth behind it. Yes. Um the real riches of this world are not money and possessions. The real riches are community right. and the things where you are. Again, when we talk about heaven, we're not talking about going to heaven. We're talking about heaven on earth. Like when mm-hmm. you're communal, when you're giving each other um, everything you have and other people are given to you and it becomes this thing that is greater than the sum of its parts and we're all right. interconnected. That's heaven. Um, yes, that's greater than the possessions. But um yeah, it, I'm not. I don't think that Jesus. It's like an injunction for all time. Just drop everything that you have right, right now. Right. And follow yeah. me because okay. Well, even I, I think so. Yeah, I agree. I think I it's. Know. Um, I, I think you have to understand that Jesus very often taught with hyperbole. Right. A lot. Um, like I, I would, I would equate this kind of verse similarly. Like again, I, I do think there's an underlying point. He's not just using hyperbole. And he doesn't have a point. He does have a point mm-hmm. and he's serious about the point, but he's overstating it to get you to think about it. Right. And to consider what is he, what do you mean by that? Right. So, um, in the same way, when he says like, pluck out your eye, if it offends you, like he doesn't mm-hmm. literally mean get a sharp stick and blind yourself, like literally gouge your own eye out, uh, that he's not, that's not what he's saying, but he's saying, you know, if you have a problem with lust, lusting after another person, it's your problem to deal with, not the other person's problem yeah, to fix. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And again, so you have to you have to take the statement, but then think about it logically. What is the meaning beneath the hyperbole that he's trying to communicate? And I think this is a, a great example. Although um, I do agree with you that, like the early church, like in the Book of Acts, what they practiced was something like this, where everybody in love for one yeah. another, right? this spontaneous kind of love and family kind of connection that they felt for one another. Um, when they saw that someone had a need, they did sell property, right? They, what's really fascinating about it, uh, Justo Gonzalez has a great book called Faith and Wealth. And he points this out that the early Christians, the earliest Christians for like the first, at least two centuries for sure. Um, the way they reacted to poverty was very different from the way we react to poverty today, right? Mm-hmm. And probably it's, most of it is because the church in America, especially, we're a very rich country. The majority of the people in America who are Christians 
um, if you compared even the poorest Christians in America, if you compared them to the poor in any other country, are still rich, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by comparison, so we are the people in power. We in America, we are the people who have wealth. So it's very difficult to understand um, the, con- the full context of what's going on in Acts. The church in Acts was mostly poor people, and there was a small percentage that did have money, did have property, and what they did when they saw people, you know. Uh, in their church fellowship, however you want to call that. They didn't call it that, but you know, whatever. What we would think of as a church. Other other believers in Christ that were hungry, they did the opposite of what we would do. Because what we would do is we would see somebody who's homeless or somebody you know in financial trouble. And our plan would be, how do we get them to pull them up to us, to our level, right? They need a job. They need job skills and job training. We need to get them a place to live. We need to get them a car. We need, we're trying to get them from the lowest level that they're at and, and to raise their economic status up to our status, our level, like middle class or something. But the early church had the opposite. What When they saw the people that were hungry and were in, in the poverty level, the people that had money sold what they had and then gave it to them. And then they started drifting down towards poverty themselves. Until eventually, we know historically, Paul had to ask for an offering for the church in Jerusalem, the same church we're talking about here, because they did that so much that after a while, everybody was in poverty and there wasn't anything else to sell. So he had to ask the churches that had been planted that were outside of Jerusalem, hey, we need, they need your help financially. Um, so it was this idea like what Acts 2.44, where it says that all the believers had every, all things in common. They had all things in common. Um, they, they distributed uh, uh, you know, uh, what the resources to everyone as there has, they had a need. I mean, this is like, this is like Marxism, right? This is like socialism 101, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's the phrase like, uh, to each according to their need, uh, from each according to their, to their means or something like that. Yeah. It almost comes quoted verbatim from acts here. Don't tell that to the Christians, man. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's knock out the last couple. We'll just go to the ones where you were a part of it. What do you mean? Oh, okay. I've I've got a couple reviews from before. Okay. Uh, Let me leave off. Joe Dev that's Are we butchering that name? Oh, Deviv? Deviv? Fun and smart. Love this show. Two of my favorite peeps. I can listen to them for hours. But the show's only an hour. Sorry, man. It's only an hour. You have to listen to multiple shows, you can, I guess. You can listen to me a lot longer than my wife can. So that's <laughs> that's why I do a podcast, because no one else wants yeah. to listen to me. For some reason, you people do, and I appreciate that. You people. So again, this is one that's unpronounceable. At least I cannot make sense. P-W-H-E-23-B. You're just like hitting random keys on the keyboard, right? Just to like blah, 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 put a name in there. Five stars. Thank you. Great show. I enjoy the sense of humor of the two hosts as they discuss the big religious questions of our day. Yep. That's what we're doing right now with a progressive evangelical, oh, ex-evangelical lens. They also have some incredible sponsors I can't wait to try out. <laughs> you should try it out. Try the, try the, uh, the Brett Kavanaugh Institute for what was it? Culture and class. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like beer? Yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Do you have a shady past? Um, <laughs> Rish Baz, five stars. Really great. I really enjoyed. Oh, there's more. I got to expand this. Shit. You got to expand it. 
I really enjoyed listening to the show recently relaunched with two hosts as opposed to one. They are laid back in their approach and sense of humor, but also deeply knowledgeable, which makes for a fun and edifying listen. Please check it out if you, like many others, are frustrated with the evangelical movement and want to reclaim what it means to be a Christian or just a person of faith in general. Yeah, we've really we've really gone past the uh, Christian label. So yeah, take from that what you may. Absolutely. Tiffany Angel, thank you for the five-star review. She says, uh, a response to your response episode. OMG, you guys had me going with your fake sponsor. I actually stopped the show and went on several minutes of Google searching <laughs> before I realized it was a prank. Uh, and sorry, I was Tiffany. disappointed. I really <laughs> wanted that apostate pack. Anyways, good job. Always enjoy listening to y'all. Uh well, That's we so apologize great. for wasting <laughs> and for probably fucking up your algorithm because Google was like, I don't know what you're into now. But Google but thinks you're interested in, yeah, a lot of weird stuff now. You probably got some, this was back in 2022. So I'm guessing the way AI works, you probably got some odd sponsors and advertisements in your feed back yeah. in January of 2022. Right. Um, but thank you, everyone. That's the last one we'll do. That's the last one um, for this show. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of those. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody. We do appreciate it. Really. We really do. And yeah. it means and something real, to us. If you, left, if, if you already left one, hit me up, Matthew at choir.com and just say, Hey, I left a review on this day or whenever you, you don't have to say that. I just left a review on iTunes. I'd like my free book now. But, I'll but say, if you are Matthew 624 and you left a three-star review, what's not to love? We want to talk to you. We, we, no, we want to know. <laughs> okay, there's something not to love because there's two stars that are missing from that review. Um, so, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I, once, I once had a, um, and it's still up there, the dumbest review I ever got. Um, I left you a four-star review once, didn't I? Did you asshole. <laughs> I, think, I think you got mad at me. Well, I think I went back and changed it. I got mad at you. No, you were I like, get mad at dude, four stars. So I was like, oh, okay, sorry. Went back and made it five. Um, <clears throat> the the reviewer uh, for the Genesis of Violence mm -hmm. gave oh. me a cheap binding, pages sealed and torn, and <laughs> then they send a picture. I'm like, that's it's fucking not... Ingram. That's a review of Ingram Spark, right? The distribution or the, or the I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not out the there in my service. garage like fucking. <laughs> No, it was Ingram Spark. They showed pictures. I was like, "Yeah, I've seen that book before." Uh -huh. <laughs> it's fucking. It's fucking Ingram. Um, come on, now. don't ever, don't ever leave an author a uh, review of the quality of the book because more, more than likely they're like they nothing they're to do through, with that. They're either going through Amazon or they're going through another big company. Yeah, like that's Ingram that's Spark not a review for the product. That's a customer service <laughs> complaint to Amazon or yeah, or your postal or, yeah. service or something. Yeah, <laughs> right, or the distributor. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the funniest review I ever got. One star. You, you always get author. good reviews, though. I mean, you get the great, the best trolls. Mine, mine are the best on Patheos. That's true. But it's been a while. Mm. Um, it's been a while since I have had any ex exciting reviews on uh, or spam reviews mm -hmm. on Patheos. This is a good one. What a self-absorbed asshole. <laughs> there you go. See, this is well, this is part of it too. Like I don't read my I almost never look at comments on my on my how, podcast. How, I don't, do I don't they even just automatically post then? Because I have to actually approve all the comments on Patheos. No, some of them, yeah, they well, 
Yeah, I don't have to approve them. No, oh, I, see, I guess I, my I settings go in. Oh, yeah, I've asked them to change my settings, but yeah, I mean, now people have complained um, because I guess sometimes they'll leave a comment and it'll get flagged by Discord, and but then they'll complain in the comments like, "Oh, Keith." Uh, Keith is deleting comments or something like, and I, I keep, yeah. always jump on and go. I want you to know, I have never once deleted any comment ever. <laughs> I don't even read these things. I, do, yeah. I wouldn't even know how to delete them if I wanted on, to. Yeah, it's on disc, discus, not Discord. I'm sorry, discus. Um, yes. And and yeah, some of the words that are flagged too are hilarious. Like you can't say gay or hell. Oh and really? Like half my articles are about hell or being gay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I all of them get flagged for the word that I have to look through. I'll be like, "Fucking shit!" Right. Um, and then sometimes, like, they'll be like, "I commented yesterday, and it's not even posted yet. The author is holding these back to review." Yeah, they always and assume like, it's it's censorship, like, and you're afraid of the truth. I know there's they're afraid of the truth, brother. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> I got another job. The last thing I'm doing. Oh shit, I got a discus. I go on there. There's like 27 fucking comments and i'll be re- hitting okay i'll just approve them yeah see that's like why i don't six want months that. ago <laughs> i don't i don't want to moderate comments on my patios i would rather just ignore them yeah, um, the only um, ones i actually do pay attention to is on my youtube channel um which i haven't posted anything up on youtube in a, in a while i haven't um, figured youtube out but um yeah it's just it's just like with tiktok it just takes too much attention and time and energy i don't have that time and energy uh yeah. to to try to make youtube work for me um, or TikTok. I know I've done, I've done okay on TikTok. I've actually, it's funny cause I've only well, been you on seen there you like, posting, but you post like when you're taking walks or riding your bike, or whatever. Yeah. Right? That's I, I can't go out of my way to do shit. I got 1,392 followers. Dude, you're killing me. What have I got? I, Let's see. I don't but even on, I've been on Instagram for like five years and I've got 1200 followers. I does don't this, do anything. Does this happen to I don't you? Even, um, I don't like really a, try to like get my Instagram big. I'm, I'm, so, I'm not posting pictures and shit. I post pictures of like f- vegetables <laughs> and farming. No one gives a fuck about that. Hold on. This is what happened to me. So um, I got to look at my TikTok profile just a second. Oh, you're destroying me. Uh, I have 741 followers. So that I haven't posted okay. anything. In you got to start doing months. dances. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I just posted. post little rants when I walk. Yeah, I, I when I first got it, I did it. But I, here's what I was curious about: does, does this happen to you? Um, whenever I open TikTok, even if I'm just like looking at it, which I almost never. If it's it. just titties and ass, that's based on the algorithm, dude. Don't. You no, I'm not. That's I, <laughs> no, that's not that. Um, no, my battery kills my battery on oh, my phone. Yeah, like I'm within sure. within like ten minutes, my battery is at zero. And it's like, I'm just scrolling through looking at videos. Why does that kill my battery? Well, it'll run your battery quicker, but it shouldn't be that quick. Maybe how old's your phone? It's an old phone. What do you you expect? I guess that's it. (laughs) I guess it's just an old phone. I just have a, I just have a, uh, I do. I've got a, I've got a crappy old phone. It's a, it's a secondhand phone. A friend of mine gave it. Does it flip open when you turn it on? (laughs) Hey, Kendall Jenner started following me. Is this really Kendall Jenner? This can't be real. Is there a check mark next to her name? Um, I don't even use this thing, man. I, I this is I, I almost never. It's it might be fake that Kendall it's Jenner. Probably not real. <laughs> yeah. Is that one of the um? Isn't that one of the Kardashian sisters? No, it something? says Kendall Jenner. Yes, Kendall Jenner started following you, but I'm going to see if that's really her. No, she has ten followers, so that's not Kendall Jenner. <laughs> So I, yeah, you got to block that person. Yeah, I'm blocking. I'm not following that one back. But hey, what if Project is following me? Okay, all right, there we go. Jonathan block, Foster. Block them too. 
Yeah, I'll block those bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now here's here's part of the problem too. Like just the other day, a friend of mine, uh, no, not today, uh, today, a friend of mine messaged me and he says, "Hey man, um, do you want a code? Because you have to get invited to join some uh, some new social media like Twitter replacement or something, right? I forgot what it's called. Rumble. You going to Rumble? It, I, I don't think that was it. But it was something, something like that. Anyway, and I was like, I don't even know what this is. And there's just too many, man. I I have reached peak saturation on how many social media things I, I mean, like I can have on my phone or, or check was every it, day. Was like, it Grinder? I think it was Grinder. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I know. Thankfully, no. I, I wouldn't be fooled by that. Um, no. No. I only. I only. I have Instagram. I have TikTok. I never use it. I have Twitter, which is. I got rid of my flames. Twitter about a year ago. Dude, I have over ten thousand followers on Twitter. It's like it's it doesn't matter. Me. They're not. They're, I know. It's not going to put. It's not going to put your shit in front of them. I know it. Is, I know it isn't because when I check my analytics um, on Twitter now, because it used to be huge, right? I get yeah. a couple thousand hits on something, and now yeah. I post something on Twitter, and it's like you have like forty people, fifty yeah. people. It's like I have ten thousand followers, and forty people saw this, like because yeah. they want you to pay for the you know, premium thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's lame. Yeah. I got off of that motherfucker. But see, they're all this way now. There is no, there is no social media. I mean, they're all this way. Facebook, Twitter. Not as bad as Twitter though. What Twitter is the worst. Facebook's annoying that you can't, like if I just write something, if I take something from my book and just write it as, uh, as an original post on Facebook, I'll get a couple hundred likes if it's good. Really? Yeah. If I share a link to my book. Oh no, they kill links. They will, like, they will. Yeah. They'll kill yeah. links or v- links to videos, anything that goes yeah. outside of Facebook. Yeah. But even pictures, like some pictures will do okay. But if you add a link to it. Yeah. It's over. It's over. Forget about so it. So what I've noticed, and I've noticed this too, it's very frustrating because like when I write a blog post and I post it, I get maybe 10 or 20, you know, yeah. hits or comments or something. But if I don't, if all I do is just, type in a word, you know, messages like a, a, a post. And mm-hmm. I say something like my, I, I express an opinion about something, right? I, those will be the hottest things I have. I'll, I'll, yeah. Those will go for days. You know, people are commenting, going back and forth on these things. Like uh, just cause I asked a question or made a comment. But if I post mm-hmm. something like an actual post, like you said, it's gone within, by the end of the day, it's gone. Everything's hot takes, hot takes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, we don't yeah. do hot takes. We're too old. That's right. In my day. Back you had MySpace and that's it. <laughs> but I do remember You had Friendster. Yeah, but I do remember when Twitter in the early days, Twitter was a lot of fun. I really, really used to love Twitter and it's really sad to me what it's it's just turned into. I don't even I can't even imagine what it is now. Um not good. We should get on Truth Cent- Truth Social. No. I almost called it uh, Truth Truth Central, because that's what Donald Trump says. Truth Central. No, I don't want to get on any of those uh, like right-wing conservative Trumpy QAnon things. Not we just have it. an entire podcast of reading shit on Truth Central. What would be hilarious though, if I had time, would be to like have a fake podcast where I pretend to be like like a Stephen Colbert I'm thing, right? Stephen Colbert. I pretend to be a QAnon like yeah. expert or something or a spokesperson, and I just do the craziest nonsense I can think of and just see how much of it people will buy into. And just just interview, um, just interview really, 
really smart people and they just make fun of them the whole time. You believe the earth is round, you dumb motherfucker. You <laughs> sheeple. You sheeple. This just proves you you are the this proves you work for the you work you for the secret the uh, deep shadow state. government, the deep state. You're an agent of the deep you're, state. You're a deep state agent. Yeah. I'm gonna write a book called Anyone Who Doesn't Agree with Me is a Deep State Agent. That's right. I'm sure there's All probably right. already well, more than one. Enough rambling of this bullshit. Um Thank you, everyone, for reviewing and for telling your friends and for sharing links yeah, thank you. that no one will see because Zuckerberg will bury the algorithm. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, how, this show's been going on like three years or something. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, to all the Heretic Happy Hour supporters, it's been going on six years, which is wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, and go pick up Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree. Please do. Please do. Everyone else is. You might as well. You want to eat. Don't you want to be like everybody else? There, I mean... You're going to be left out. Don't you want to be like me? That's right. Cool. All right. See you in two weeks. See you guys. Thanks.